Thank you for listening to the Starburns Audio Podcast Network. We have so many great comedy shows to add to your playlist. Just last week on Starburns Audio, on New Player Has Joined, Keith and Jesse talked to Dr. Christopher Hale about getting involved with the Sister District Project. They also discuss fascism and gaming and Echo the Dolphin. On The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows. Featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show. And remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hello, boys and girls, and adults. <laughs> it's me, Steve A.G. This is two weeks in a row that we've put out an episode of my podcast. It's a huge accomplishment, and I'm patting myself on the back for a job that should have been done anyway. <laughs> um, thank you for your patience. Um, I'm gonna, Like I said, I'm going to keep trying to get these out once a week. Oh my God, I might sneeze. Not good to do on an audio podcast. That's not good to do on any podcast, audio or video. Uh, today's guest is Jason Ritter. Uh, very talented, very funny, and a very nice guy, as you'll find out uh, through listening to this. Um, uh, came into this knowing Jason mainly through social networking, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Vine, what, what am I just going to name all the social networking <laughs> sites? I've known him through social networking. We've met a few times in, in person, but uh, I didn't know him super well. And uh, I was happy to sit down and talk to him. And um, but like I said, I think in my last podcast, I get really nervous when I sit down with people that I don't know very well. Because I think that it will be cut short because I will run out of shit to talk about. And you will find that that is not the case in this episode. This may be my longest episode to date. It ran pretty close to two hours. Um, that's how easy Jason was to talk to. And um, yeah, I loved it. It was a great time. And I want to thank him for coming in and doing this. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. I'm not sure what episode number this is, but I present to you Steve A.G.A. Uh, featuring Jason Ritter. Thanks. 
that. It was a Grateful Dead at the L.A. Coliseum, and I had, like, smoked it. People were passing around joints. They were hippies, and I didn't even like the Grateful Dead, and I was just smoking joints from anybody. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I might as well make this shit enjoyable because I don't like yeah. their music. <laughs> and then, like, some at some point in the concert, like, I just started, you know, if you, you see the, the road – when it's really hot out and you see like heat waves coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was seeing that coming out of the speakers. That was the first thing I saw. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, wow, that's a fucking amazing effect. Because it looked as real as you sitting right, here. Right, of course. And, and I, there's no part of you that's going, we took something that's going to make things look weird. No, <laughs> I was not ready for this. And I, I, um, and I said to my friend I'm, who didn't, he was totally straight laced, he didn't smoke anything. I was like, is this how it is at every concert? And he didn't know what I was talking about. He's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I get it now, man. I get Concerts it. Concerts are rad. I was like, this is fucking, I, now I get why people like the Grateful Dead. He's like, oh, By the whatever. way, that is why people like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> it's You're the right. drugs. Yeah. And, and then after a while, after like half an hour of that, it was just getting more and more intense. All of a sudden, it just turned into smoke. It was just filling the sky. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. Are they going to end this? Like get the, out the of here. speakers are on fire. And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "The the speakers, don't you see that?" And he's oh, like, no. "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "The smoke that's just pouring out of the speakers." And he's like, "Oh fuck." He knew what happened. He's like, "Uh, I think you've been dosed." Ugh. And I immediately the second he said that, I just I have a fear of like losing control. So I, right, it was all downhill. Oh no! All downhill. The smoke started turning into monsters, and oh, I was just sobbing. God. And he was bummed out because we had to leave. Because he's like, "I got to get you out of here because you might fucking die." Because you're weeping. Oh yeah, my god, and, that um, is so scary. And the other thing was, I mean, I I tried acid one other time. Just I don't even know why, but it was so. It lasts for like fucking ten hours. It was like ten hours. Right. Yeah. Have you tried it? No, you haven't. Uh, <laughs> it's the fucking worst. I've done mushrooms, you know, mm -hmm. and that's a little more bearable because it's not. You're not seeing monsters. Things look a little more clear, like, right? Vivid and shit, but it's it's not monsters. Yeah. 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 That is. Oh my god! So that's my Grateful Dead story. That I can't imagine. That's like that is my worst nightmare. That's also like when you hear like all the when you're growing up and they do the anti-drug things and yeah. it's like someone ate a brownie and they went crazy. They scare the shit out of you. Yeah, I was so afraid to even drink when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, me too. Because I in my head I thought every time you drink you throw up. <laughs> right. Just because they show it in movies and stuff. Yeah. And so the first time I got drunk, I was a freshman in high school. Seniors took me out, and they're like, we each drink a full bottle of Boone's Farm. And I was so terrified. I, kept, I felt like such a pussy, but I kept going, am I going to throw up? Is this going to make me throw up? And they're like, Jesus, dude, no. Just shut the fuck up and drink. <laughs> and uh, it ended up being, that was like the best. <laughs> I really got into booze in high school, which was crazy. But um yeah, I was so scared, and I grew up kind of in like a Christian, oh yeah, family. So, th like that was all taboo. So the first time I even smoked a joint, I was like, "Fuck! I really hope there is no God because I'm gonna <laughs> fucking go to hell." Yeah, he's looking at you, and and he's sad. And I, uh, I gave you that mind, and you're ruining it. <laughs> yeah, and I loved it. And uh, 
Yeah, and uh, God hasn't struck me dead yet. Not yet. But yeah, I was terrified of that. We were, um, we were tired. I meant, by, by the way, my guest is Jason Ritter. <laughs> We've been recording. Yes. Um, my guest is Jason Ritter, um, who I've been a fan of for a long time. And w- I realized coming over here that we've only, like, been in person together, like, maybe twice. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe twice or three times. I saw you Saturday night at Sarah, was, Sarah Silverman's party. That was party. Pr- probably the second time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the first time, I think, was at Largo. Yeah, I, that's a, right. a thrilling adventure out. I think that's right, yeah. And the rest has all been... Twitter, like Twitter and, and Vine. Vine. Yeah. You're still Vine. You posted a Vine recently that I didn't know there were effects like that now. On, <laughs> I, it's not really an effect. It's, right. pra- it's very practical, but I had to go back and try it because <laughs> I, Jason's on Vine. What's your Vine? Uh, is I it think just it's just Jason, Jason Ritter? Ritter, yeah. Do you do that for all your social networking? I try to. On my Instagram, I had to be underscore Ritter. But yeah, I think for for Twitter, they like initially I was Jason Ritter underscore something like that. But it, but like Twitter, that, my Twitter account was set up by some like official yeah publicist or something like that yeah. for a, like, like for when a, you had show. a show. Yeah, out. and so they like they found that there was a at Jason Ritter and probably just <laughs> bullied him or like eventually they were like, listen, it's going to eventually be his. So. People do that. Like, I mean, I remember when the internet was first getting popular, people would buy domain names. Like, oh yeah. I mean, they didn't do it with me, but they'd buy like, oh right. Jason right. com, And then, yeah. you know, 10 years later you're signing up and you're like, who the fuck owns Jason <laughs> I, I do. I'll take 20,000 bucks. <laughs> and they think they're going to get rich, but I don't think that's the case yeah. anymore. Well, I think with this one, it was just like, you know, I mean, Jason Ritter is not that common of a name, but there is like a like a motocross guy named Jason Ritter. There's like a so really, it's possible. And yeah, I've like seen a couple other like on Facebook. There's like a bunch of Jason Ritter. So it's yeah. very possible that someone was just like, oh, I'm going to sign on for Twitter, and then like some team came in, and I just looked like some asshole like behind a <laughs> like a screen, being like, <laughs> do away with him. Yes, the king. Yeah, I'm the true Jason. I'm the real. <laughs> yeah, it felt a little awkward. I was like, I can have an underscore. That's fine. That's fine. I I bought steveag.com when I was first started acting like that's in the late 90s and uh (laughs) i don't know what i was thinking because i had nothing to put on it like (laughs) i think i had like two commercials i'm like oh i'm gonna put these up on my website and back then it was just really hard to do it on your own oh yeah and um after like five years i was like why am i paying for this i'm not putting anything up (laughs) and then i got rid of it and then recently i tried to buy it again and someone had bought it and someone owns Steve Agee, and it is a guy named Steve Agee, but his website has nothing to do with him at all. It's not even a blog. It's just about cars. So you go to steveagee.com, <laughs> and it's like a car blog, but that he never is... mentions his own name. It should be something right. to do with cars.com. Right, exactly, as opposed to you would imagine if you're going to someone's name.com, you're going to yeah. learn about that person. Yeah, you're not like... Oh, I'm, I'm going to check out the new Maserati. Maybe it's at steveagee.com. <laughs> right. What right. A fucking douche, that man. I can't. so weird. And now I can't get it. Now I want it and I can't get oh, it. And I'm man. not going to offer this guy. I don't know what they would even I, ask I, for. I, yeah, I have no idea. Do you have a website? I, I don't. I, Do you I, Tumblr at all? 
I I have a Tumblr, but I I never I haven't quite figured out how to use it. But I I do like going on Tumblr and looking at other people's stuff. Tumblr is a pretty good alternative. Yeah, it's a fun it's for a fun having one. a website. Um, oh yeah, right. Because it's almost the I mean it's almost the same. You sort of you can post anything of your videos, shit from YouTube. Yeah, photos. yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, but your your Instagram is amazing to me. I knew you were on Instagram, and I've always just figured I only saw you Instagram when you were posting photos of what do you call them like the symbols that you would see on like yeah, for like a little, men's room like, yeah like those little stick figures like warning signs and danger the little stick men yeah you know? and I, I just have always thought you probably posted other photos too but I went last night and looked on at your Instagram and it is not, all it is is Jason is posting photos of that you would see like on a men's room but like not your usual ones. Like, it'll be, like, a man and a woman and then, like, a little tiny guy in a wheelchair. And then he, you write stories. Yeah. <laughs> like, caption them in stories. And it's always a guy named Gary. Yeah. And the the child is always Alan. Alan, yeah. It's a, it's a, a, supposed to be, a, at a certain point, like, a cohesive. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. There's, you know, there are storylines that go away. But there will be times where I'll do, like three little pictures in a row. There's one where I, I did, like, it started off with him in his office feeling dejected. It was all because there was one... I found this one thing that I don't even know what it was. It was a guy sitting down and all these, like, lights shining out of his butt, kind of yeah. like or, or all these rays. Yeah. And then there was another one of a guy drinking, like, water, and, and, and for one of those stick figures, he had a little shape of a butt. <laughs> and, then, and then for this other one, it was just a guy sitting at a desk, and it seemed, like, far away and through a door, and it seemed very sad. So I was like, so in the first one, he's, like, at work, and he's lonely, and he's sad, Gar and he feels Gary. Gary, yeah. And then when he's at the water fountain, which is the one with the little shaped butt, I was like, someone says, "Hey, nice, you look. Your butt looks good in those jeans." And then he goes back to work with a renewed sense of things, and just thinking about, "Oh my God, I have a great butt," and I'm watching. So I try to like make a little story, but uh, do you only post those when you find a, a I well a placard? I I, I have like every time I see one of those placards, I take a picture of it, and yeah. then I like wait and and like try to <laughs> see like I'm like, oh man, can I use this one somehow and. <laughs> Uh, so I don't I don't actually post them right when I see them. There are ones that I've been sitting. There's one that I've been sitting on for a long time that I just am trying to figure out exactly what it is because it's a it's a it's a, there's a plane in the background and there's a shorter man with a gun and holding up a taller man and I don't know why the height difference or why the plane. So I've been trying to to figure out how to make it like maybe a. A lost episode of Fantasy Island where, where did Hervé Villachez is like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I'm not. You go up and ring the bell or something like that. To where did you Ricardo find that? Montalban. Um, it was. I think it was at the Burbank Airport. It was just. <laughs> it was like. It was like no terrorists. Someone posted that and was like, "You fucking figure it out." <laughs> yeah. It's what a, do you call? Because I was trying to figure out a name for those things, like. It's, yeah. I mean, it's usually the, the man and woman symbol from a bathroom door. Yeah, that's how a lot of them. But then it's also like the, the warning symbols, like slippery. Yeah, you'll careful see a guy you slipping. don't. Yeah, yeah, don't. There's got to be a name for them, but I couldn't find it. I can't figure it out either. Dustin, can you look up and see if there's a name for those? Sign people? Sign sign, sign, sign icons? Sign icons? Si sign cons? Psych. psych. But icons. it is amazing. You've got like 50 of them. Mm -hmm. If. Maybe even more. 
Yeah. Well, the more when I started doing it, it was I I start before I got an Instagram, I just had I loved those weird ones and I would find them and then uh and then when I got an Instagram, I was like I don't really know what to post and so I just started now I f- kind of feel like fuck I started a thing and now I can't actually sometimes I take a picture I'm like oh that's pretty I'd like to I'll post it. No, no I can't yeah, I'll post it on Twitter I guess but um but yeah so so I yeah I was just taking a bunch of those pictures <laughs> and the more I sort of look was kind of looking like had one eye out for them yeah. the more I saw like just weird ones I'm like that's... I see them all the time I was at a pizza place the other day and I saw one on a restroom and it was obviously f- a restroom for men and women, like it was in oh, yeah. unisex, and also handicapped. But like the guy in the wheelchair was so fucking tiny, right? And I immediately thought of you. Like whenever I that see one of those so now, funny. I'm like, oh, I wonder what Jason would say to this. <laughs> I've gotten some people like sent, some people have like sent me ones that they've seen. Like if they're traveling, they'll be like, this is one. This is a crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy one from Japan. They're so weird. And then and then like, you know. The other thing that sort of is fascinating to me about them is how they'll be like the same exact sign, but sort of subtle differences. Like there was there yeah. was two that I put of one was uh, it, they both were a man figure, not a woman figure with a dress, but a man figure leaning over a baby. But one seemed a little stronger, and one seemed just a tiny bit more like hunched over and yeah. feeble, and sort of yeah. And so I. So it was like one was Gary with his son and one was like the grandpa Stephen with Alan. So I because it's just it's so weird. Like they're you not supposed whole, to be you have a, Yeah, you have many names like Oh, there's Gary, Alan, Wanda, uh Dolores. Dolores was the other uh, one. she's like the she's the grandma who's in the wheelchair. She threw me off cuz when I I looked on the web so I had your whole page loaded and I'm like Oh, here's Wanda, and I'm like, who the fuck is Dolores? And then I had to go back and start at the beginning because I'm like, well, now I got to find the fucking story and figure out who Dolores is and all of this. The only reason I made Dolores uh, a woman is because there was one picture that was like one of the, my favorite ones that I've ever gotten, where it was just this. It was this per- woman in like a a yellow dress, and the like the corner of the dress was just caught in her wheelchair thing. What? And so I was like, oh, this is Dolores like in her favorite outfit and no mention of it just being sort of caught in her chair. And, and, uh. P.S. She's stuck. Yeah, she's, she's stuck. But no mention. But she also, her like posture is so like regal. And so she like, it's, she doesn't Very have matronly. any idea. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Dustin just butted in and informed us that they're called sign icons. If it's in an airport, they're called airport icons. That's weird that only the airport ones get a special designation. Yeah, so would you call one on a bathroom in an airport? Oh, fuck. That's, <laughs> did you see that out somewhere? Yeah. He just showed me the and photo. And look at her, of, like, little boots. Of Dolores, they're... See, there's like all these, like, and there's spokes. There's like red spokes in that wheelchair. Yeah, like mag wheels, <laughs> like on a BMX bike. Yeah. Did you ever have a BM? Were you into BMX when you were a kid? I liked it, but I never. Um, I I I would bike around, but I never. I never got really into any of those sort of um, extreme extreme sport. sports. Like, I, and it was embarrassing because I I loved skateboarding. Yeah. But I. 
I never stood up on it. I would I would put my knee on it and then like push myself <laughs> like down. Like a dog. Street. Yeah, like that. <laughs> like like you've like seen dog. bulldogs that do that. Yeah, exactly. That was my way of going around and I did that and I loved it. Or I would go sit on it as yeah. I went down a hill and and like it was so much fun. It was like a sled in the yeah. you know, with no snow. And um but then I remember like you know, it's one of those moments where you're unaware that you're doing something weird or stupid or until someone like draws it to your attention and then you can't you're like oh my god i and so i was doing that and someone was like that's how you ride a skateboard and immediately like oh shame you yeah yeah and i was like oh no but i hadn't ever practiced (laughs) like standing up on it because i I would try to stand up and be like that's a little scary if i wipe out i want to be a little closer to the ground i was never super into skateboarding i was really into bmx and my like, my, did you go off ramps and stuff? Oh, yeah. You? I had a neighbor, Stevie Gerdo, who was really good. That's a great name. <laughs> he was, like, really handy. Like, his dad was in, was good at building stuff, and, and so he obviously picked it up. Like, his dad built him a fort in their backyard that was not a treehouse, but, like, a fucking two-story wooden fort. It was amazing, and we would have, like, BB gun wars. But So Stevie and I would build ramps for jumping on bikes. Shit that now I wouldn't do as an adult right. that would terrify me. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like ramps that were like four to five feet tall, Holy and we would cow. jump fucking garbage cans and shit. <laughs> Stuff that is crazy to me. But I stopped after. I remember we were up at. We found this dirt bike track out in the hills that someone had built, and I I started at the very top of this hill and was going down really super steep, and the first jump was not like a gradual angle that you would jump. It was literally, you went down and went straight up. Oh my God. Straight up. So I took this thing, I had never done ridden on this track before, was going so fucking fast, hit this jump that just launched me straight up, and then there was no like landing ramp. So yeah. I just, I was probably, you know, six or seven feet up in the air, this little kid on his bike, landed completely flat, oh. no ramp. Both my pedals broke off. Oh, my God. Because both my feet were firmly on the pedals. Both right. pedals broke off, and my nuts just slammed oh. into the bar. Oh, man. You're and like, I, I'm done. I was like, I'm done. I'm never going to ride a bike again. That, yeah, I I never, I had, I mean, I would, like, rollerblade. With, like, <laughs> that was, that's embarrassing to say, but there was, like, a big rollerblading thing. Like It was huge for a while. Yeah, well, and you know, it's, like, one of those weird things where, I guess this is what people sort of market to, or like Pokemon or something. It's like, if we can just get like one class to like get obsessed with it, then it'll just spread, it just spreads through kids, those kinds of things. And and so my friend was really good at rollerblading. I tried to do it. And there would be times where, you know, there was like a thing where like, because roller skates had the brakes on the front, yeah, and roller blades, a lot of them had. Some of them had brakes on the front, and that was what I was used to. Yeah, but like the cooler thing was to have brakes on the back. But in order to do that, you had to sort of like lean, lean back, back in this yeah. weird way, and I couldn't get it. And there would be times where we would be going, so we, would, you know, that just that feeling of you're going too fast, and you're like, okay, I'm fine right now, and I'll probably be fine for ten seconds. But eventually, I have to start thinking about how I'm going to stop this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to wipe out or figure out how to or like yeah. grab onto something. So there are plenty of times where I would like 
just be like, that's a grassy area, <laughs> just tip over and <laughs> like just tumble into it. <laughs> a bed of ivy. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that. I tried that. Or and... a fence that I would just be like, I can push, you know, bash into that. That's better than a tree. <laughs> I put on rollerblades once because I used to be really good at, you know, I'm 45. I Roller skating was huge when I was in oh, high yeah. school. And I used to be really good at that. Like I could do weird spins and skate backwards and shit. But yeah, the the stoppers were on the on the toe, and I got I put on these rollerblades where they were on the back. And I remember going down like not a super steep hill, but I was going really fast, and I had to stop myself by like putting one of my feet back and just dragging it <laughs> sideways, which is like wearing oh, the wheels down. That's a good idea, though. That that's one way to do it. I never, I I, I just was like I I gotta. But I'm super into extreme sport. Like, I love the X Games. I can see. I love watching. Yeah. I can watch that shit all day. But I've always been like, God, what would that feel like to just be able to be like, I'm going to go up that terrifying ramp and I know myself enough to, do to a be flip. able to do like a flip and like let go of the thing and then be like, it'll be right there when I grab it yeah. and land it and then just keep going and do another one. That would be so fun. Or like, I would love to do that. I would love to do that, but too. But the fact is, I know there would be hours of me injuring myself to, that's, get, to get to that that's point. That's what they have to do. And, like, I always, you know, there's, like, those... Have you ever seen the, like, practice ski jumps thing where they, like, just yep. jump into, like, Foam. a giant... Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so I would to love me, but, to do that. But it also... How scary would it be to go down that thing for the first time? Just be like, I know there's a big foam pit. <laughs> But I'm going to go uh, yeah, real also, high, yeah, and then I'm going to land real hard. BMX guys and stuff use those, too. They'll have, like, a big-ass pit of foam cubes. I would love to borrow someone's bike and just ride into a foam pit. Yeah. I know a guy who's a pro BMXer. He did my podcast. He's uh, a friend of mine. His name's Mike Escamilla. He has the best Instagram of anyone I know because yeah. it's all extreme. Like, he's, like, one of the... Like, he's kind of to, to BMX what Tony Hawk is to skateboard. Oh, wow. Like, he's old school. He's really amazing. But he's also a pro skydiver. So he's got, like, crazy skydiving photos. Oh, my gosh. Where he'll rent costumes. He'll rent, like, a bear costume and go take a fucking hot air balloon. Oh, my up, God. Like, t- 10,000 feet and just jump out of it. That's amazing. And he's sponsored by GoPro. So all his photos are, like, amazing. I'll show you while, gotta, while I'm yeah. looking. But, like... I wonder if I can talk to him. He's got to know people with have foam pits and stuff. Yeah, I um, do you know you know Jeremy Connor, right? Yeah, yeah. He um, <clears throat> he and I when we were young. Uh, oh, you've known him for a while. Yeah, I've known him since we were like. He's awesome. I, drunk history is. Oh my god, it's so amazing. Is that how you came to do Drunk History? Yeah. Just through Jeremy, not Derek? Yeah, through Jeremy, yeah. I mean, Jeremy and Derek were both, I knew them both by the time they were starting it. And actually a lot of the, aside from the very first one, all of the rest of the internet um, uh, shorts of that were all shot at my mom's house. No (laughs) shit. Yeah. And there is, yeah. um, But but yeah, Jeremy and I, Jeremy and I have been friends since we were like in kindergarten. And we, at a certain point, um, decided that we wanted to be stuntmen, and that was what our I wanted to thing do that was. too. We just thought, like, there is there anything cooler? No, nope. there's absolutely nothing cooler. Nothing. But we didn't realize that it was about like, you know, there's a lot of like 
precision and like physics. yeah physics yeah. and all this stuff we just thought you build up a high threshold of pain and then you're like a superhero and you can like you don't feel it anymore you're like you just thor yeah and you're yeah. like hulk you can you fall. just get enough car accidents you're like ah oh, that was fucked up let me just put my shoulder back in and i guess i thought that too so we would just throw ourselves we had like this one hill that was near my house yeah. and and there was there was like three runs there was like beginning middle and expert and the beginning one had like ivy and it was sort of like it was still steep but you would tumble pretty fast yes. and then the next one had less ivy and sort of more sort of dirt and little rocks so you would get a little bit more banged up yeah. and then the third run which I think we only did one time uh, was down on this other side and it had like ivy but there were also just like thorns all through the thing so you would if you went oh. down that one, you would come Human out with all these cushion. like puncture wounds and stuff. I'm surprised we came out, but like we would finish our day of like stuntman training, and we'd be like scratched up and bloody with and like so grass stoked. stains on our uh, grass stains on our skin, and just be like, "We are alive." Yeah, <laughs> we would do that too. In fact, Stevie Gerdo, <laughs> he that fort that his dad built in the backyard, it was on top of a hill. Like, their, their backyard was flat, and then there was a hill in the back, so the fort was on top of this hill. And we tied a fucking rope from the top floor of this fort down to the bottom of the hill. I mean, there were parts where it was probably 25, 30 feet in the air. And we went to a playground and br- unscrewed, like, the monkey bars or, like, the swings. And so we had these, like, big metal bars, and we would slide down it like a fucking zip line. Shit that I would never do now. <laughs> And we were like, yeah, and we'd just put a mattress that we'd find in a junkyard at the bottom and, like, not even with cloth on it, just springs. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm lucky I don't have tetanus because it'd just be getting stabbed with rusty fucking... gosh. That is so funny. I wonder what that is that's just, like, we got to hurt ourselves. We got to... We were so fucking dumb. We, We once tried to dig a tunnel from his backyard to my backyard... Which is probably <laughs> 500 feet. And, and we're like, yeah, we have shovels. Let's just dig a tunnel. We thought that's all there was to it. And we dug a hole that was maybe five feet deep. Oh, and then we got tired of doing yeah. it. And so we just filled it with water from a hose and swam in just pure mud. Just oh my brown, God. muddy, dirty water. Oh, my god! And I just remember going home and my mom was like, what? Where the fuck have you been? Like, you, oh, uh, we we built a pool. I said we built a pool <laughs> in Steve's backyard. She's like, no, you dug a hole. You're swimming. You're muddy, you disgusting pig. Swimming in mud and worms and... I would have loved to have been a stuntman. There's no... Oh, and the, do you remember that show, The Fall Guy? No. May, maybe it was a little before your time. It was on in the 80s. It was Lee Majors, who was the $6 million oh, man. Oh, right. He played a stuntman. That's right. Who'd also like solve crimes and shit. That, oh my god, that I got to see that. Fucking 80s again. were the best, dude. It was for the TV. best. It was the <laughs> best. You'd have fucking the A team and just I love the A team. The the um Mr. T's relationship to um what's his uh, name? Murdoch. Oh, Murdoch was the best. They, like him being all crazy yeah. and Mr. T just having none of it. Why ever. do these guys hang out? Like, <laughs> it was the best. If my friends kept drugging me to put me on planes, which I fucking hated, <laughs> I'd be like, "I'm sorry, guys. I'm. Uh, it's, I this think is... it's really fucked up that you're yeah. dosing me with roofies." I know that we all had a real great experience escaping from military <laughs> prison, and that well, I'll carry that with me forever. But um, yeah, if you need help. 
and you can't. If you, you need help us. locally in LA, I'll help you out. But don't <laughs> yeah. stop drugging me. I, I'm yeah. literally. I. It's. Or is there a time crunch? I mean, can I take a train and meet you guys, and we just lose one day? Yeah. And then why don't you do guys the fly there? Start I'll fucking rent a car. <laughs> start doing driving, reconnaissance. Yeah, and then driving I'll... is my thing. That's why I have this fucking van. <laughs> I'll drive and I'll think, and then I'll meet you guys there. At most, I'll be two days late. <laughs> You guys can have everything scoped out. What the fuck? Why are you drugging me? That was, yeah. Well, and also that, I mean, I remember, like, when I think back to the fact that ALF was, like, a huge show and yeah. it was about, I mean, he was barely not eating their cat the whole yeah. time, right? It was, yeah. That was, like, one of the things that there was always this threat, threat that, yeah. like, he was going to give in to his Melnackian. And they were fine with him living there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, we're kind of concerned you might actually eat our pet, so we're going to maybe sleep out in the backyard or something, Alf. Yeah, and as soon as they'd leave him alone, he'd like his little fur fingers yeah. like going towards the cat. And as a kid, you're like, wait, is he going <laughs> to eat that? I like that cat. There's some things that just make no fucking sense. I mean, even if the alien part of it aside, like, oh, right. there's an alien. I mean, that's crazy. But just the fact that people are willing to put up with a... This thing that wants to kill their fucking cat. Constantly. And you're like, what if he does kill our cat? What's next? Is he going to kill one of our kids? Right, exactly. Where does it, is he, I mean, is he telling us that he likes cats as like... Yeah, maybe we should tell the government about yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember I was watching uh, Meatballs with my friend Matt. Oh, you, do you know Matt Gorley? Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Matt Gorley, yeah. Matt and I were watching Meatballs, and it's a movie that for you, I've known Matt for like 15 years, it's a movie that we fucking love. And one day we were fucking watching it, we've seen it so many times together, we were watching it, and Matt just goes, you know, Bill Murray's just this like fucking always on character, and he was like, I would never want to hang out with that guy in real life. He's fucking annoying. <laughs> it works in this movie as a viewer, but like, if you had a guy that was always on around you, you'd be like, "All right, fucking tone it down, dude." <laughs> and after he said that, the movie hasn't been that awesome to me. That is so funny. I gotta see that again. I'm like, oh fuck. I now I find him annoying. Ugh. It's a fucking bummer. That and that's so kind funny. of Bill Murray's thing. Like in Stripes too, he's just. Always on with the women. Oh, I yeah. still fucking love Stripes. It's one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, it's it's interesting, especially now that Bill Murray is, like, known and lauded, and rightly so, for, like, his subtlety and things yeah. like that. It's just so funny that, like, in, you know, that character, like, in Caddyshack that <laughs> yeah. he... Yeah, Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild that he, like, got away with all that stuff but do you know matt from thrilling adventure hour i know matt or super ego uh, no i think i know i think i actually know matt through um the uh um the illuminati the through the illuminati yeah we're both members of the illuminati <laughs> oh shit no i guess i guess i do know matt through thrilling adventure but i also know his girlfriend and amanda uh, yeah I'm, I'm, amanda and maria did this show late night lemonade and i went on there one time uh, it was like it was like a show on um, something TV. It was that was like a net thing. It was like oh, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. It was just a live stream, and it was really fun. And I had a great time. And they're both super nice and great. And, and then so, they, did, they did Ghost Girls. And then we did Ghost Girls. Yeah. And but yeah, so I think I 
I might have met him a little bit through Thrilling Adventure Hour once or twice, but I really kind of got to know him um, through Amanda. Yeah, he's great. He's and he's really, really funny. funny. On Super Egos, one of the best po- fucking podcasts. I gotta check that out. It's I keep so good. About it. Um, but yeah, Thrilling Adventure Hour for those who don't know is like an old timey radio show. Uh, that they do at Largo for the most part. Yeah. Have you done a bunch of those? I've done, yeah, maybe like six or seven or something like that. I've done like three or four, and uh, nothing terrifies me more. <laughs> really? I don't know what it is. Like that show, and I think it's, uh, I have a fear <laughs> of reading in public. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Of fucking up a word that I don't know. When I've done that and that show, I like, I have like a, an immediate and vicious wave of like, of such intense self hatred. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm gonna cut myself over. Oh my god, when I get one of their scripts, I go over it a million times. Oh yeah. Like with TV, you just show up and yeah, the enough. day of, and you're like, give me my lines. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Know. <laughs> if I fuck up, I can do it over. Yeah, that's this the is... other reason why I don't like doing like plays. They scared the shit oh, yeah. out of me. Yeah. Well, the thing about plays that I always try to. I mean, I haven't done a play in a really long time, but like, thrilling adventure hour is terrifying because you have no real rehearsal. But yeah. then, with play, like, there is enough. Initially, you get a play, and you're like, "Well, there's no way a human being can memorize all yeah. this." But then, hopefully, by the end of like three or four weeks, if you have enough time, it gets. But it's still. I mean, that is the scariest thing ever. And there have been a couple of times where I was doing a play and uh, in New York, and the the actress that I was working across from. I just saw her oh. go completely blank, and we were in the middle of a oh, show. I like, know that feeling. And from I, both sides, I know that feeling. Yeah, and so I go, okay. In my head, I'm like, all right, I know where we are still, uh, but how can I help her get back to it? And 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 especially like Start it's one of those clues. things where she, yeah. Well, in this scene, it was like a scene where she's like interrogating me, and so, it, but it would have been weird if I was like. Do you want to ask me about? Uh, yeah, you know, it would have been so obvious. So I, there was really nothing I could do. I just had to be like sit there, and then she eventually got it. But that, and it probably was like thirty seconds. But that moment of the other actor going, "Oh, now we're There's in a new so universe. We were like down this road, and now we're in a little eddy, and I, we will never get out until something." The happens. last time I did a play was like fifteen years ago. It was just this small theater in uh, in in Hollywood over by that theater row down there. Oh yeah, and I I was just like I don't ever want to do this again because I got so used to it that I would find at points in the play I'm just going through the motions and oh, I'm yeah. thinking about other shit and then I'll catch myself and I'll be like what the fuck are you doing? Oh yeah, I've done that. I've done that too so many times. So many times. There was one time where the the scariest time was there was this thing where I it was the first play that I had ever like professional play I had ever done, like outside of school. And I had this one scene where I had to crawl up into this little space because I'm supposed to peek out the window at a certain moment in this thing and like kind of look and they're supposed to acknowledge me and then it changes the direction of the scene. Ugh. And so I just had to go up there, but I could it was like I couldn't stand there because it was just a little thing, so I just had to kind of Go halfway up the ladder, and then I could. I had to. I had to lay down on my back because the second I sort of stood up, you could see me. 
And so I I laid back this one night. Oh my god, don't tell me you fell asleep. And I fell asleep. Fuck. And I and I woke up and I I had that thing where I woke up. Like how long have I been asleep? Yeah, how long have I been asleep? My brain was listening to the dialogue outside and being like, where are they? Did they pass it? Did, like uh, what the fuck happened? And then I fucking I, fell asleep. I fucking fell asleep and then I in realized in the middle of a play. In the middle of a yeah, and like that's not an excuse that you could like. What happened? Why'd you miss your cue? I like, fell asleep. I was just taking a quick nap in the middle of the show. So I, but luckily, like I, I was like, where are they? Where are they? Oh my god, it's, it's coming right up. My cue is coming up in like three or four lines, and I, I just made it. But, and I probably had fallen asleep for a minute. You know, I. My hands are sweating oh, just hearing it, that. It, that scares the shit out of me. It was the scariest thing ever. Because I also like. I w- you know, I was the young guy in the play. You know, there was like everyone else was like pro- professional actors have been doing it for a while. So there was a lot of me that was like, I got this. I'm a pro too, guys. Let's do this. You know, and this, like after that, before every show and in the middle of the show, I would just be drinking Red Bulls and just be like, not gonna oh. take a nap. That is my worst. That's like oh. I know a lot of people, actors, performers, myself included, that have dreams like that. Oh where yeah, it's like. My nightmares are me forgetting lines or not remembering jokes when I'm on stage. Those are my nightmares. Yeah. Shit that actually really happens in life sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, well, I I had a real problem with falling asleep for my whole, like, all through high school. Really? I would fall asleep in class. I had bad, like, I would... I would go home and I like wouldn't be able to really like start doing my homework until everyone else was asleep, and then it was just quiet, and then I could d- focus. But I also couldn't go to sleep without finishing all of my homework. So I sometimes I would stay up until like six in the morning, get like an hour of sleep, and then go to school and just be like, <laughs> and uh, and I did that, and to the point where I think my most likely to in high school was sleep through sex. Because of that, I and it was really annoying because I hadn't. I was. I was like, well, how do you know? I mean, yeah, I never. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I haven't been I able to prove asleep? it to anybody. But <laughs> I haven't. As soon as I have sex, I'm going to show you that I didn't fall asleep in the middle of it. Um, I, I did that once. Oh, you did? Yeah. When I was first living in LA, I was dating this girl, and. <laughs> I was in a band at the time. I wasn't even acting or doing comedy. And we had played a show in fucking San Diego. And, like, we drove back at, like, 3 in the morning. I was so fucking tired. I just, like, spent a lot of energy playing. Three hours driving there. Three hours driving back. And we get back to her apartment. And I just fucking wanted to go to sleep. (laughs) And she wanted to have sex. And so I go down on her. This is so graphic, but and that's I mean, when this you is fell asleep? yeah. I my face is in her crotch, and all of a sudden, I just remember someone slapping me on the head, and like I woke up, I was out fucking cold, going down on my girlfriend, and she was so mad, and I I just remember we got in the hugest fight. I'm like, I'm so fucking tired. You yeah. know it's not you. I've just spent seven yeah. hours like I've I've had I've had things where I, I like 
if I it's it's a weird thing. It's like if I'm doing something that I like want to be doing or that something like that engages my brain, yeah. um, I can stay awake for I can sure. stay awake. I'll watch a, a whole marathon. If some shows on TV and they're showing episode, I, I won't be able to go to sleep until it's done and I'm fine. I can just stay up. But as soon as it's like <clears throat> time to have like a serious conversation or like or like a business meeting or something where like my brain is like, yeah. all right, you have to sort of focus and work a little bit here. Yeah. I immediately get yeah. so tired, which is very frustrating to people who are like, oh, now you're tired. <laughs> as soon as I... It's a, I think it's a very common thing for artistic minded people, though. Maybe that's like... what it is. I... Ugh, but it's so embarrassing because I'm like, and then and then it is a fight because you're like, I'm not purposefully trying. To, my body is shutting down. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. I don't really care. I'm just gonna go to like. I care, and I'm sorry. I'm having some long blinks. I'm, that's my comp. My body is compromised. I, I I'm gonna close my eyes for a little bit longer. Every I time check I out constantly. I can't fuck. I it and honestly, it gets worse the older I get. Now that I'm 45, I am like, I'm. I have this underlying panic like all the time because I'm afraid <laughs> in social situations that I'm going to fucking. <laughs> when I saw you at Sarah's party, we were at a party at Sarah Silverman's apartment on, on the roof uh, this last weekend. And like there were so many fucking people there, people that I knew, people that I knew a little bit like yourself. Yeah. And, and Melanie was there, yeah. and uh, who I'd never met before, but I'm a huge fan of. And then I was just like, it sends me into a fucking panic because oh, I'm like, I know there's so many opportunities for me to fuck up something. <laughs> I know. I had I I had that exact same thing. I've never been to that party before. They're fun parties. They're fun parties. Were you, you weren't there very long, were you? I was there for. Or was I, I was f- fucking. <laughs> I was a little out of sorts. <laughs> I, I was there for a little bit, but yeah, we left kind of early because I can't remember what the thing was. But um, oh, well, Melanie had just done Thrilling Adventure Hour. Oh, okay. And so she was also in shoes that were uncomfortable, and there was a dog yeah. that she needed to get back home to. So yeah. we hung out for a little bit, and then we when we went back. Once again, full circle to Thrilling Adventure out. Really, I, I know. It's, it's the Kevin <laughs> I gotta Bacon have of... those two guys on my show. They're I'm great. fascinated by it, how they can write that like Not only that, constantly. but their names for those who... who They're both named Ben. Know. They're both named Ben and their last names are Acker and Blacker. And I just, I wonder if like, you know, I was like, when you guys met, did you guys have this thing where you were like, oh, this is like... This is so annoying. This is like a cosmic thing that I can't weird. ignore. I have to be your. I mean, we're meant to be writing partners. Nick Kroll introduced me to them once at a, a coffee shop. I walked in and he was talking to them, and uh, he's like, "Hey, Steve, this is Ben Acker, Ben Blacker," and I was like, "I, I, I thought he was fucking with me, but I was afraid to like." I'm. I was like, if he's telling the truth, I don't want to, to be rude and make fun of their names. So <laughs> I was just immediately, the whole, then the whole conversation, I'm in my head going, is that really their fucking name? Well, it, so, it, it, it sounds like someone, I had the same thing. It sounds like someone's going, um, this is Tweedledee and Tweedledee, you know, and you're like, wait, no, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be rude to the Tweedles. I love that show. But I'm, they're so great. They're, I mean, I don't I don't even know. It's the kind of thing when I first shot, saw that show, I was like, oh, people are still writing at this caliber of, you know, like. Serialized writing. Yeah, yeah like, serialized writing and 
and also so smart and so funny and also like completely clean. Like I laugh so oh, hard yeah. in that show and then I'm like, oh, well, could I bring my knee? Oh yeah, I totally could bring anybody. That's... I'm I'm always worried also that I'm just going to randomly curse. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Because I went to military school in high school. I got sent there because I was a fuck up, but it wasn't until I got to military school that I was just like, oh, people curse like fucking sailors. It is crazy. <laughs> and I picked up the worst habits of cursing, which I still to this day like can't let go of. So I'm always like afraid in very like proper social situations that I'm just going to say, fuck. Yeah, someone's going to go, oh, how dare you? But their show is totally family friendly. Yeah. And like, it's so amazing that they write it. And they're, is it like every week, every other week or once I, a month at least? At, at least once a month. And and yeah, sometimes they do extra shows here and there. And they also did, did it like a comic book. And um, it's, I think they're working on some other show now. And just the variety of people they get to do it. Oh, you know, yeah. The actors, the quality of actors are amazing. Like stage yeah. actors, screen actors. Yeah, it's really, and, and the, the guys who do it every week are all so amazing too yeah um yeah it, I, it's it's really impressive yeah the first show i saw of theirs like totally blew me away it's terrifying it's terrifying to me as i said earlier my fear of reading because you're holding a script yeah and i'm a always afraid i'm gonna miss something or like look away and then be lost oh yeah I'm nervous I won't be able to turn the page. Fa like, it'll be my line next, and I'll be like, oh, I can't get the corner of the thing. And That's happened to me multiple times. <laughs> also, because they're, they're in script, they're, they're, they give you an entire script that's hole-punched, and it's held together with those little three those chads little single, or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how I'm the only person that this happens to, but every fucking time I do the show, when I, I turn the page and it starts, like, prying at the seams. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fucking little brass ties come out, and oh, I I'm the only guy on stage whose fucking pages are just falling to the ground and making noise too. By the way, into the mic, just What's going looking on? for paper. But oh my god! It, but it's just my fear of reading. I'm like, because I when I was in third grade, I think it was, we were reading in class, and you know the teacher would go around and say, "Okay, Steve, your turn to read." And I was reading, I forget what I was reading, but the word coyote came up, and I'd never seen the word before. It's a weird word to come I across. know what a coyote is, I, you know, even then. So you said coyote? Coyote. Coyote, and yeah. I'm like, and then he saw a coyote, and everyone in the class laughed at me. Uh, and I was like. I had the same exact experience with colonel. Col I, with I, an L. Yeah. Col col I said, colonel. Co I said colonel. Yeah. Colonel mustard. <laughs> oh, colonel mustard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and no. I was so embarrassed. And to this day, I think that moment is the reason why I'm afraid to read. But Ta you know table reads scare me. Screw those kids because they thought it was Coyote and they thought it was Colonel as well. And they felt like an idiot and or someone made them feel stupid. So they decided to continue the cycle of violence. And they're so excited to see someone else screw up yes. that they shame you even though how the – that that's like one of those things where someone's like – you know, I, I am a pretty gullible person, but there have been times where someone's been like, hey, you know what? Like, um, this thing uh, happened over there. And I go, oh, really? And they go, you idiot. No. no, it didn't. And I go, that's not a great trick. Like, I didn't I didn't 
like build a shrine to the story that you told me. I just took it for face value and like, yeah. okay, you got me. That was a good Brian, trick. Brian Posehn does that to me all the time. He does it to a lot of people. He'll he'll say like, like people be talking about music and be like, oh, I fucking love Alanis Morissette. I'll go really. He'll go no. I'll go, why, why is that shaming me? Like, right. I legitimately was like, oh, do you really like Alanis Morissette? Yeah. Because I do like her. Yeah, exactly. No, you oh. fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, now I'm the douchebag in this story. <laughs> the best was I had a, my friend um, Nick called me this one time, and he was like, dude, are you hearing this? Or he texted me, are you hearing this? I went, what? What are you talking about? He went, like, the plates underneath California are moving. This only happens once every 40 years, and it's happening today, and you can, like, hear it. It sounds crazy. Like, people are outside what? at the park. And they're, they're like, he's like, go outside and find, like, if you can go to a park or, like, find some grass and put your ear to the floor it, and just listen. No. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, I, I didn't realize that it was April 1st. Oh, shit. And, I, and I, so I go outside, and not only am I putting my ear to this, like, wet grass and getting everything. Thing and trying to listen and being like, do I hear anything? But I'm also looking around at all of the people like who are walking around and not knowing about it. And I'm like, oh, you idiots! Like, I have you're a friend. missing out on history. Yeah, I have a friend who tells me these things, and how lucky am I? And you just will read about it tomorrow, and you'll go, I didn't hear this majestic sound. And so he keeps on. So I'm, he, I'm like, I can't hear it. He's like, maybe get a like a cup, like a pint glass from your house. And so I go into my house, come back out with a pint glass. I'm trying to listen. And he goes, uh, I hear. Here, I'm trying to record record it for you. Uh, l- let me see if I can get it. And then he sends me an audio file, and it, I just hear the sound like, April Fool. Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> it was the best. And then I tried to do it to my friend. I was like, dude. And I, I, I was so nervous about fucking it up that I just copied and pasted his text. And I was like, dude, are you hearing this? And he's like, what? And I was like, blah, blah, blah. This thing, the tectonic plates are shifting. And he was like, is this like an April Fool's Day thing? I was like, how do people remember? By the way, why do we have to just do that on April Fools? You, I could fucking do that to someone today. You should I, do I it. might do that it, to somebody really today. It's a really good one cuz I had my ear on the dirty <laughs> ground and I was feeling grateful that I had uh, such a great science savvy friend who I wish you would have actually said to people in the park, "What are you guys doing? You should put your heads on the ground." I I almost did, but I was like, "They don't deserve it." I was like, I'm having a special experience because I have a good friend and I chose wisely. And if you don't have a friend like that, you should you should reconsider your life. The plates of California are moving to the point where you can hear them. That's bananas. Yeah, he, he said he was saying like it sounds like a monster whistling. And even at that point, I was like, what? What does that mean? And I was like, oh, I guess it could. Yeah, I guess like ooh, like some kind of. I'm so fucking gullible with that shit. Me too. I can't. I can't help it. But I also like what a what a bummer to go around and be so skeptical about everything. You're like, "Hey, I I really am a big fan of Alanis Morissette." Really? Really? I It's be too much to to distrust everything. Do you know who the work. best at pulling those kind of pranks off are? Do you know Rich Fulcher? Oh yeah. He, I mean, I don't uh, know. I've met him maybe once, but I love I think he's He's like a one of my genius. best friends and he I've known him I don't know, since, you know, 15 years, and he still, every time I'm with him, he'll say something that I'm like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's always like, hey, man, um, <laughs> I got to go to the hospital. My, my, I, I think I, 
for some reason, I'll be like, do you need a ride? He's like, no, I don't really need to go. I'm like, why would you just (laughs) fucking say that to me? He does it every single time. Oh, my gosh. To the point where I'm just like, I don't. I can't everything believe anything he says you out say. of his mouth is oh like Oh my god. He once said um I don't know if you know Matt Besser, he's one yeah. of the founders of UCB. Um it was like Christmas or something or maybe it was his anniversary, but um I forget if Rich said this to Matt or to Matt's wife. I think it was to his wife. She was like, "What should I get Matt?" <laughs> and Rich just mentioned this like shitty thing. He's like Oh yeah, those are really popular, and I know Matt wanted that. Matt, I think Matt told me this, and and so his wife got it for him. Matt opened it on like Christmas or whatever, and was like, "What is this?" And she was like, "Oh God damn it! He <laughs> fucking ruined Christmas." I heard about this prank that made me so happy and made me want to do it. So this this guy found this the worst painting like terrifying painting probably done by a child just on the street like in the trash and it was so bad and he picked it up and then he decided to tell his roommate you know what i'm gonna enroll in these art classes and he every tuesday night from like six to nine he would be like i'm going i'm going out and like i'm getting better like i'm excited to show you and then at the end of it he was like i I want to give you my first piece of artwork. That is so mean. <laughs> He's like, but you have to like hang it in your house, oh, but only if you like it, you know, like. And so the guy took it and he was like, "Oh, yeah, that's." Oh my god! That's and had so it above his fireplace mean. for like three years until he was like, "You still have that up there? I never painted that. I found it on the street." He's like, "But your art." He's like, "I went to a bar." Oh my <laughs> fucking Isn't that god! Great, that is a great prank. I don't have that kind of. I was on set sometime one day, and I forget what I was shooting, and we were at lunch, and I was talking to some of the other actors, and we were talking about pranks and stuff, and I was like, and George Clooney came up, and I was like, did you hear the story? By the way, that story that I told was George Clooney. Was it really? Yeah, and Richard Kind, his roommate at the time. Okay, well, then this is going to be... <laughs> I love that it was Richard Kind because I know I heard this story and I was telling these people I'm like Clooney had a roommate who's it's Richard Kind and uh, Richard Kind had a cat. Oh, have you heard this story? I have heard this. And Clooney would get up every morning and clean out the litter box. It wasn't his cat. It wasn't his job. So he just started emptying the litter box whenever the cat would shit for like weeks to the point where Richard was like. I think Kitty's uh, back my up. Kit, my cat might be sick. It's not shitting. Like, I haven't cleaned the litter box in weeks, and it is clean. And Clooney's like, oh, that's weird. And um, and then one day, Clooney took a shit, a human-sized <laughs> shit in the litter box. Oh, my he God. He shit a human turd in the litter box. A huge man turd. <laughs> And Richard Kind saw it and was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's wrong with my fucking cat? <laughs> and so I told this story, and everyone was like, that's not true. That's not true. And I, Richard Kind was working on the same movie with me, and he was walking by. And I go, Richard. He's like, yeah. I go, you're friends with George Clooney, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. I go, do you know the story about him shitting in a guy's cat litter box? And he goes, yeah, that was my cat. And we were all just like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he did shit like that to me all the fucking time. Yeah, that painting is another famous story. That would be a great show. 
uh, like the like a period piece in the '90s of George Clooney and Richard Kind. Oh my roommates. God. I uh, by the way, I can't picture them as roommates at all. <laughs> They're so totally different. I know, but I, it's also funny it's that like George Clooney couple. was like. I'm going to mess with this guy pretty hard it's the, all the, the time. Total it is like odd the odd couple. couple. Richard yeah. Kind is the most nebbishy, <laughs> Jewishy guy. Oh, oh my God. I fucking so... love that he did. I, I saw Matt Damon on a show recently and saying that George Clooney, like, had stamps made, like, with Matt Damon's, like, sign or, like, oh, no, he had uh, stationery made, like, Matt Damon's, like, name and address and stuff on the stationery oh, no. and he would send people like thank you notes and stuff oh, or like apology notes or I'm sorry about I forget what the story was but he was sending out people fucking notes as, as Matt, Matt Damon. Damon oh my god that shit scares me I, I know well just the mind to be like you know how I can take advantage of this person's trust this person believes me just because they're a kind-hearted person. He shit. I'm going to take advantage of them. He shit in a litter box. How <laughs> that's dedicated. Yeah, that is serious. Also, the painting thing. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. There, But there's a level of dedication that that I always... There, I'll tell you, there's this one story that is... I mean, it's a different kind of dedication, but it always fascinated me because I was like... At first, I was sort of horrified by the story, and then I was like kind of impressed and and would love well here's the story my friend was a camp counselor and uh at this camp that we both went to as campers we i left and then he eventually came a counselor and it was one night he heard some like commotion in the cabin because all the all the like your, the counselors sleep in the same cabin with like mm -hmm. maybe 20 boys and um he heard this commotion and he like went over and this kid on the lower bunk had his flashlight trained on the kid from the upper bunk who was completely naked on oh. his knees with his pillow folded in half and he was just <laughs> he was just making sweet love to his pillow oh my god and and so my friend with, with the flashlight he, he went hey, hey man just, you know stop stop and he the kid just went don't look at me Oh. And said, and just said, don't look at me, don't look at me, and but kept on going, and eventually my friend just looked at the kid, his bunkmate, and just turned off his flashlight, and the little terrified kid like turned off his flashlight, and they just let the guy finish his business. But but imagine, see what I can't imagine is if I was caught doing oh God, anything yeah. like that way before the flashlights came on. I went, oh yeah, I was having a weird dream. Yeah, my pillow. Sorry, this like kid had no shame. And he just was like. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to just plead with you for your sake. I don't care. You can look at me if you want. I don't want you to see what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not going to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. So this is for you I'm because I'm doing this. But if you want, I think you should stop looking at me because. Uh, I went to camp fucking every summer and that kind of shit. Ugh. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid in camp. Uh, oh, here's I. I went to this camp, Pine Springs Ranch, up in San Jacinto Mountains, uh, the mountains above Palm Springs. Oh yeah, and um, they had like different in the whole large camp. They had different camps, like cowboy camp, where you would oh, yeah. sleep in covered wagons and you'd have <clears throat> your own horse for the week. Oh, cool! And one year I went to Indian camp, where we slept in teepees on the outskirts of camp, like up in the mountains. Like we'd have to walk up a trail to the like like we were just. <laughs> 
outcast Whoa. Indians. It was crazy, but kind of fun. But I was also like, I think, nine years old. And uh, it was one of my first years at camp. I was like nine years old. And I have I have a phobia about pooping in public, like using public bathrooms. I just oh, yeah. can't do it. And th- it goes way back to then. And I, <laughs> so I remember going to the camp and I w- was afraid to use the public bathroom. So I just held in my poop for like, like for days. Oh it, was, it was going on days that I had to shit and I was just not doing it. Yeah. And I'd also heard stories, you know, about if you use the outhouse, people will tip them over and you'll be covered in shit. Oh so I was God. afraid to use the outhouse. And then one night, it was like three or four days into it, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like- Had shit your bed? I'm No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was like, I can't hold it anymore. And I'm like, it's the middle of the night, so I'm I'm going to be okay. I can go to the bathroom now. But we were up in the fucking hills away from any kind of bathroom. So oh, no. I was like, I'm just going to go walk way out into the woods and take a shit and come back. I'll walk really far. I'll just go. No one will find it. So I just remember this little fucking nine-year-old. I walk out into the forest and I just start like walking around trees. And I was walking for a long time because I didn't want anyone to know that I'd shit in the forest. And um, I finally find a spot. Take like hold onto a tree, take a shit. I used some leaves as toilet paper, then went back. I felt amazing. I was like, "Oh my god, so yeah. great!" I go back, go to sleep. The next morning, we wake up and we're walking down to the cafeteria to eat. And it's just this tiny trail, and we're walking. And I'm like in the back of the line, and all of a sudden, I hear kids up in the front going, "Ew!" Oh, no. And everyone's going, "Oh, oh, what the hell!" And as I walk by, I had somehow managed to walk all the way around, wind around, and just end up taking a shit right in the Under middle the trail. of the trail. A huge, <laughs> impressively huge pile of shit. Oh, my gosh. And, and so but I was it's just amazing because like, you're like, oh, oh yeah, gross, yeah. weird. Uh, that guys. is such a... <laughs> who did... I think I know who it was, guys. It was probably Tim. <laughs> Yeah. Guys, I think it was George Clooney. Yeah. Clooney's yeah. been here. I've heard he's done stuff like this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just can't. Oh. That is amazing. And another year, we ha- I had a- another year where we just slept in regular cabins, and we had this counselor that was just like, probably like Bill Murray and Meatballs. He was just kind of like a slacker. And one night it was raining. And like we're like little kids, like we can't hold our pee in it yeah. all all night. And so, you know, if you had to get up in the middle of the night to pee, he would have to walk you to the bathroom. And I remember it was raining one night, and a couple of kids got up and they're like, "Joe, we have to pee." And he's like, Ugh. and so he just props the window, and he's, he's like, "Just come stand on my bed and piss out the window." And so, like, there's just a line of little like ten year olds <laughs> pissing out a window. Oh my gosh. This is the laziest motherfucker. I loved camp though. I loved camp too. I had so I went to this camp in Colorado called Chile, and it was the best. It was so much fun. How and long was How long was it? I went there from when I was eleven to when I was like seventeen. But you would go into different, um, you know, like nine to eleven was in, or eight to eleven was one camp. That was, and then. 12 to 13. Was it the full summer or was it like, like you a could couple go weeks? For, you could go for a month or two months. Holy and the first couple shit. times I went for a month. And then I started going for both months, uh, both months, which was, 
it was crazy, but it was so much fun. Because if you went for both months, then when everyone would leave from the first semester, you would go on this like mid oh, yeah. midterm sort of trip where they would like be cleaning up the camp, and so yeah. you would get to go on all the like go to a water park or things that you would never get to do during the actual Jesus, camp that month. Awesome. And it was so much fun. Um, so I yeah, and uh, but yeah, it was it was intense, and there were a lot of crazy stories from. From those that camp, but I fucking uh, I I went to that camp for so long. I I think my first year I was eight or nine. I went to camp there till I was like fourteen or fifteen, and then uh, when I was like eighteen, I joined a construction crew. I, I was doing construction for work, and uh, one summer we fucking built a lodge at the camp that I had gone to. Whoa, that's cool. And I got to just sleep in a trailer on, at the camp. That is so Instead wow. of that must commuting back and forth. Crazy. But, but I would sleep there, and it was just so weird just seeing all these, the same shit going on from when I was a kid, but yeah. now we're building this gigantic lodge while that's going on. And then I ended up, when I was in my early 20s, being a, a rock climbing instructor at that camp. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I fucking love it. I did you see Wet Hot American Summer? Yes, that's uh, amazing. I even watched it. You know, on the DVD they have a uh, they have a commentary, I, and they I, have I, a they have a DVD thing where it's just it's this movie with extra with added farts. That's what I heard. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's it it feels like it's you're gonna sort of get it within like two minutes. And be like, all right, I don't have to watch the whole thing. But they do it so specifically. It's not just like. <sighs> It's not just like, you know, randomly. It'll be like in the middle, like between two words. and Or like if someone is like yells suddenly, it's like. <laughs> it's like there. Or like someone's running. I can't running, believe it's I like, haven't seen that. It's, it really made me laugh. I've probably seen that movie like 40 fucking times. It's an amazing movie. It's a really incredible movie. Uh, those guys always do weird shit on their DVD extras. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw Wanderlust, but there's oh yeah, there's a whole, I didn't see the DVD. There's a whole alternate movie. Like they cut the movie together using like basically anytime someone would fuck up. So it's a movie. It's oh like oh my god, the whole movie, but in like blooper form, kind of or like that's amazing. I someone see would that. fuck up a line, they just leave it or. It's fucking crazy. I want to see that. Have you seen um, They Came Together? Yes. That really made me laugh. That was amazing. That was really hard to get used to when I first started watching it because it looks like a regular romantic comedy. Right. And then they just start saying weird shit that like throws you (laughs) off. You're like, wait, why did they just fucking say that? Oh, my God. That movie made me laugh so hard. We're going to go to some questions. Oh, right. See how many. I know my (laughs) friend Rob Schraub was... Loading up a lot of fucking asshole questions. <laughs> oh, I think I saw that. Rob was the uh, co-creator and director of the Sarah Silverman program. Oh, cool. And he's a fucking complete idiot. Will we be seeing a playthrough of episode three of The Walking Dead season <laughs> two with you and Jack anytime soon? What does that mean? So me and my friend uh, Jack Carpenter... Uh, who is, he's an actor, and I know him through Melanie. Um, he and I both really like video games, and have you played these the Telltale games, Walking Dead? No. It's, they're amazing. First of all, it's like watching a movie, but basically throughout 
the game, there are all these choices that you have to make, and they're they're like moral choices. Like when I first played the chapter one of The Walking Dead, um, you, you're playing. You know, there's zombies. It's the apocalypse. Everything's happening, and then all of a sudden, there's this commotion, and you see that this kid who's sort of like weird and and strange and like doesn't talk a lot has like started the tractor and pinned this cop underneath the tractor and zombies are coming at them both and it you have four or five seconds to decide are you going to save the kid or the cop and i was playing and i was like <laughs> you know and so when you're playing with someone you're like you know, I was like, the cop, the kid ruined everything. The cop can, like, save us. And they're like, no, we got to save the kid. The cop's already pinned. He's injured. And so eventually you just have to make a decision. And then Whoa. that's your decision for the rest of the game. And so so Jack had this idea of just playing the new episode live. And he figured out how to sort of broadcast it. No shit. And so we would be trying to play it. And then also we could, like, look and see what people thought, um, you know, what people um we were like, should we trust this guy? You know, things like that. And then they would write in and, and say it. And it was really fun and like, you know. Um, Where could you see this? Where, was this oh, gosh, I can't. I think on it was a on website? Twitch. No, not Twitch. Yeah, maybe Twitch. It was something like that. I'll look it up. But uh, Were you doing it live? Yeah, we were just doing I just went to his house on an afternoon. And we played through the entire section. And it, it is, th these games are unbelievable. Because they're also, the characters are so great. And and it's like moving because also, you know, it's like people die and if you make the wrong decisions, you know, you're like, Oh my god, I trusted that person and now I've ruined everything and yeah. like and then there's all these things where it's like you know, someone's like, Do you wanna search my purse if you're are you that scared? And you're like, I do, but then I, I also want you to a... like trust yeah. yeah. So it's all it's really it's really fascinating. So yeah, the answer is yes. I think at some point we're gonna do I gotta that. play I've never played any of the, like The Walking Dead or those ones are, and also the the one the reason that those are so good is because there's no like running and jumping like you don't have to be skilled at moving around fast yeah. you because you just go left choice or right choice you yeah. know it's it's more about like that kind of thing so you you press up or down or left or right and that's all you have to do. Um, that's fucking crazy. Is this on Xbox? I think yeah. I think he was. We played it on Xbox. Um, I gotta get that then. Are, are you an Xbox? Do you have one? Do you I play? Ha yeah, I I just got an Xbox One, and I just downloaded this game called Outlast. That's supposed to be terrifying. I've heard of that. Yeah, and I'm scared to. Play have you it, but... tried Oculus Rift yet? Yes, I embarrassed myself at uh, at E3 because I screamed. With with a higher pitch than I ever even thought yeah. was possible coming out of my body, but I was playing an alien game. Yeah, and I it was it. First of all, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's what I dreamed of as a child. Yeah. Like you know, and and uh, and so um, so I it was like I was looking around. And it was like if you see an alien, run. Like you don't have any weapons to fight them yet in this introduction scene or whatever. <laughs> so I saw one, and I was like, oh. Let me and I hadn't I hadn't really gotten used to the control, so I tried to turn around and get away. And then when the lights came back on, the alien just was right on top oh, of me, yes. and its yeah. mouth just came out and killed me. And I went, ah! yeah. And I took it off, and everyone around who had been trying was like, and they weren't they all weren't playing the same scary game. So I just looked like <laughs> they were just on a weird simulator. Yeah, yeah, like a Mario Brothers type of thing. I uh, I posted there was a while when my friend first got the Oculus Rift, I was. 
constantly posting Instagram videos of my friends playing it. We have one friend. Do you have it? No, no, my oh. friend does. We have one friend, uh, Valinda. Um, sh- Valinda Godfrey. I know her. You do? Yeah. We I did think a I short knew that. movie together. Yeah. I did know that. Um, She's great. She has it? No, no. Oh. Our friend Brendan has it. Okay. And, um, but there's nothing better than watching Valinda play on the Oculus Rift because we'd put her in games that were scary, like uh, Left for Dead and like oh, zombie yeah. shit. And um, I have so many Instagram oh, yeah, videos of her playing. And like, also, it's a virtual world. So she's like falling out of her chair because yeah, she's yeah. like trying to move, you know, with the game. But like so much of her screaming, but also she doesn't know how to work a gun. So as she's like pulling the trigger on the controller, she's also with her mouth going pew, 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 pew. And so we can't hear what she's watching. So we just see a girl with this big goggle thing on her head going pew, 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 pew. That I'll send you some of those videos. Amazing. I got to see that. I keep, But I, I have a problem. <laughs> I get really kind of nauseous doing it. I didn't play long enough to, to get that feeling, but I could imagine that. The thing that I saw that was also crazy was they had a, um, it was like a smoothed out sort of convex. Is that the right word for it? Like an oh, in, that you can walk in. That you Yeah, you put these slippy shoes on and you're yeah. harnessed in and you kind of like... <laughs> run around and you and they had the oculus with it and i really wanted to try that but it, you know they were kind of like stumbling around and it was a little awkward yeah. but i was like that is going to be so That's crazy at a certain point where your controller is just a gun yep and you just can turn around and like cycle through and reload and do all these things and you're just in the middle of it people have been talking about the psychological aspect of virtual reality games where if it gets too real you get to a point where Reality you is You take off your goggles, but then you're like... This is worse. You're like, wait, am I still in a game? Did I just take off goggles in the game and I'm still... You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a movie about that, and I forget what it was. Maybe Don't... it was that Julia Juliet Lewis movie, um, Strange Days. Oh, right. Or was there that Existence movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah the, where they uh, keep on... Like, they think they the keep David on... Cronenberg movie. Yeah, yeah, with Jude Law and... Existence? Yeah. No, it's yeah. Existence. Existence. It's Jude Law and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's basically, it's it's um, uh, Inception. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot a like Inception. thing within a thing within a thing. Um, yeah, I, well, I, I had this thing where I was like, Melanie doesn't play video games. She's not really into it, but. I'll still try to like share things that I'm yeah, excited yeah. about. And so I went, hey, I was like, oh my God, I saw this thing about the Oculus Rift. Have you heard of it? She's like, no. So I was like, all right. I, and I so I Googled it and I just pushed play on the first video of the, like the commercial. And it's this weird thing. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like a kid and the doorbell rings and he kind of looks like he pulls his hand out of his pants and goes and answers the door. And he's like a little sweaty and weird. And the, the guy delivering it is a little put off by him. Uh-huh. And then he he puts it on, he's putting it together and he's still sort of sweating, and then it immediately is like, 
a, a sequence of digital naked woman after digital oh, naked yeah. woman, and he's just having sex with her. And I had spent like the last five minutes being like, I am so excited for this product to come out. Like, you have no idea. It's like everything I've ever dreamed of as a kid. Sick pervert. And then this, I, so I turned it off as soon as I was like, that's not the commercial that I saw. That's not the commercial. But then, <laughs> then we decided to just watch it again, and it is so crazy. It ends up with him, like, it starts with him just having sex with some girls, and then it's like him with a mermaid in a pool. Then it's him with like a giant woman big than his house then like then him like with like a ragdoll woman like just oh, yeah, sort of yeah. bouncing around yeah, and then I've seen that. have you seen that commercial no but I've seen those programs oh, yeah my. I was like that it was really unfair I was like that should come or have like a warning in the description I thought you were gonna say Melanie doesn't play video games she didn't know what oculus rift was and then the first thing I pull up is a video of her in the, like, oh, that would be like amazing. just this weird moment of like, what the fuck is happening? She just turns out to be a huge gamer. Like the person's playing it, and then they take off the big goggles, and it's her. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is called Oculus Rift that we've been developing for. Psych, you developed <laughs> Psych Jason. <laughs> um, Lighthouse Thirteen. That previous question was um, who was that? Uh, my Baja Beans. Oh. This next one is from Light Lighthouse Thirteen. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the best part about working with uh, Evil Hat? Oh, that's Aubrey. Um, oh, Plaza. The best part about, about Alex. Uh, I love her. She's so fucking. Funny. She's so funny. Yeah, she was. It was great. We had a. We were all in this like sort of off-season ski chalet and different like sort of houses. Yeah. Um, and so. And we were in Wyndham, and there wasn't really that much else to do at that Where's time. Wyndham? It's it's in like upstate New York, not okay. too far away from Woodstock, and but really it's like a ski town. So in the off season, it's it's fairly empty. And so, um, so Aubrey's character in the movie, uh, which is called About Alex, which is out yes. in theaters and on DVD. Yes. I mean on uh, whatever internet stuff. Um, her character cooks in it, and so she would cook all the time she would like we would go and get ingredients and then she'd like cook for a bunch of us in real life in real life and she's a really amazing really? cook yeah so Find aside from the fact that she's like <laughs> i know it's it's really it's so surprising uh but she really she really was good at it and um i mean and that i think that's like probably the more surprising thing the rest of it was she's funny she's nice she's cool was... aubrey aubrey and i have this weird ongoing bit it's gone on so long to the point where I start to get paranoid that it's actually real and not a bit. Uh, it started like years ago on Twitter. She would say something like, hey, I'm performing at UCB tomorrow night. And I would write back, oh, that sounds awesome. I wish I could go. And then she would write back something really mean at me like, like you can't go. She's like, and stop fucking talking to me. We're never going to have sex. <laughs> and I'd be like, I was like, what the fuck? And so then it just became this ongoing thing where every time I would see your tweet, I would write, you know, she'd yeah, be like, I'll see you new new Parks and Rec this this uh, this Thursday, and I'd write, I can't wait, I got my DVR set, and she'd be like, stop fucking talking to me. <laughs> That's amazing. And then it carried over into real life. I remember, I went to a mutual friend's birthday party at the Grove or at the Farmers Market in the Grove, and. Um, Humphrey showed up with her boyfriend at the time. They and we'd been there for like two hours already, and she came, 
literally just got to the party, walked in, saw me, and was like, we're, we're getting the fuck out of here. And she turned around, and they left. And I was like, does she really hate my guts? <laughs> and then my friend Jill was like, no, she came back later. But um, That is <laughs> But so then funny. I went to the premiere of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. And afterwards, I saw her at the after party, and I walked up to her. Not knowing that she was with her father. Her father was there. <laughs> I, go, I walk up. I'm like, Aubrey, that was awesome. I go, you were so fucking good in that. And she's giving me, like, the stink eye. And I'm like, no, seriously, you were good in that. She's like, she's like, don't talk to me. And I was like, this is really weird. And then I look over and, like, this guy's standing there. I'm like, that's obviously your dad. And I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, don't say that right now. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And her dad was starting to look like he wanted to kill me. And I was like, I'll read note. <laughs> and finally she broke down and gave me a hug. And then um, then I saw her like, you know, months later, we ran into to each other at Gelson's at like 1130 at night. We we're like the only people in the store. And she was very nice. And she was yeah. like, you realize I can never stop doing that bit. Well, her that's one of the things that's kind of fascinating about her is her commitment to a thing. Yeah. Way beyond, like, you know, she would, like, always be super mean to me, too. And, like, to a point where at a certain point, I'm, yeah. like, a, you know, I'm a sensitive kind of guy. Yeah. So yeah. at a certain point, I'm, like, I just need, like, a wink or, you know, <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. Just, just give me a thing that we're doing this, and then I can con- continue doing it. But, like, I, I, every once in a while, I start to be, like, yeah. Do you, am I... You know, it really like my my sense of myself begins to crumble. I'm like, do I did I do I think I'm funnier than I am? And she's trying to like show me like to tone it down a notch, or like do do, do I come across to something? And <clears throat> but it is pretty amazing. And there was a time where she was like, you know, like I'm never gonna mess with you. I'm not like I'll be honest with you about like because then there were times where she would be being nice to me, and I'd be like. Okay, now now I'm even more scared. Yeah. Like if you're being mean to me, but I know you're really being nice, that's one thing. But if you're being nice to me, what yeah, does that mean? Fake? And then she's like, "No, that's sincere." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yes, I did uh, that comedy that Chris Hardwick show at midnight this oh, yeah. last week. That's and on Wednesdays show. they taped two shows, and I did the second show. And I got there a little bit early. They were still doing the first show, and Aubrey was on the first show. She made like not as a guest, but she made an appearance. for some bit that they did and um afterwards in between i didn't even say hello to her because there were so many people around i was like i can't do this i was like i don't even want to do this bit right now (laughs) so i just stayed in the other i just stayed in the other room i didn't even say hello because it's scary it can be really scary i was like i don't want the the comedy central execs who are here to see her do this and then be like Maybe we shouldn't have Steve on the show anymore. Yeah, it looks like something weird. Did he do something fucking not <laughs> yeah. cool to this girl? See, yeah, exactly. But she's oh, very man. delightful. She there, is. That when I did see her at Gelson's, there was a split second. We both came around the aisle at the same time, and I could see in her eyes she was trying to decide whether she was going to be an do asshole or not. or not. And then she was. <laughs> but um, <sighs> when you guys did that, did you? Was it one of those situations where you're all staying in the same place together? We were all staying in the same, like, <clears throat> we all had our own kind of... Actually, well, Jane Levy, uh, she ended up moving in with Aubrey for the whole thing. There was, like, one night at the very beginning, because we were all in these little places. 
one night where I was up playing uh, Assassin's Creed, <laughs> and it was like three in the morning, and I got a knock on the door that scared the hell out of me, and it was Jane, and she was like, I heard a weird noise in my like place. Can I, you know, because we each had like two bedrooms, so I was like, yeah, you can just go upstairs, and I'll yeah, yeah. still be playing this for I'll quite be, a while. I'll be here in the morning when yeah, you get up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then she was there for like half an hour, and then she's like, I feel better. Uh, I'm going to go back to my place, and I was like, all right. And then the next day, her and she and Aubrey decided to move in together. But other than that, we all had our own little separate things. But we were in walking distance from each other. The only thing that was weird is, <clears throat> on most weekends, everyone would just go into the city. Oh yeah. But I would just stay there. Yeah, I and would it was, too. Yeah, it was beautiful. And there was one day where I we had gone out to this karaoke bar the night before, and there were these guys who were like, "Hey, man." We're gonna like go jump off our favorite cliff tomorrow, and you should come. And I was oh, like, "Fuck yeah!" And I yeah, so I just like they picked me up the next day, and I was like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I could be murdered pretty easily, <laughs> but they were all super nice, and we we like they took me out to this place, and we had beers and this beautiful thing, and jumped off this. That's to me the part of the. One of the best parts of doing like independent movies, like yeah, is you're just in a little the fucking camaraderie that develops. Yeah, I did a movie in North Carolina that was so fucking low budget. I think it was maybe a million dollars. Yeah, and it was like they had all of us, all the main actors, living in a house. Yeah, on the beach. It was in Wilmington, and that's we, the best part. It yeah. was so fucking fun. Because there have been times where I've done like a, I mean, not too many, maybe twice, where I've done like a big budget movie. Yeah. And there are times where the actors are just kind of like, you know, they're happy they're getting paid. They're like, go back to their hotel rooms or whatever. Yeah, and you're all in hotel rooms. Yeah, and and everyone's sort of separate, and they're just like, but, and maybe they don't want to be there or whatever, but they're just doing it for the, but like with the independent ones, you all decided that it was okay to all live in a house because you liked the movie and you, you know, like everyone wants to be there. And they can't afford to, be to there. put us all in yeah. fucking, yeah. And so you all are just like, all right, well, let's make the best of it. And we're, you know, we're happy to be doing this movie. And I don't know, it's, it's, that is one of the best parts is just like the sort of forced camaraderie. Cause otherwise, yeah. you know, you're Some stuck of my with best people. Times, best memories are from working on like really low budget shit where it's like, you're all just staying in this fucking house together and and at the time sometimes it's really annoying like the the fucking the uh like i worked on something where there was literally just an rv that served as makeup wardrobe production yeah. and everyone is in there and you're just like fuck i want a dressing room <laughs> yeah. jesus fucking christ just a corner somewhere. but then afterwards you're like god damn that was fucking really yeah, fun exactly yeah. Like the movie you did uh, with Gillian and Krummeltz, um, yeah. The Big Ask. Yeah. I loved, by the way. Oh, cool. I, I rented that. Um, you guys shot that in Joshua Tree. Yeah. Which is hands down my favorite place in it's, the world. It's so beautiful. I've been looking into buying a house there. Like I've, That would be amazing. I've been going there <clears throat> since I was 18. Like, oh, my gosh. There's usually never more than a month that goes by that I don't go to Joshua Tree. And I now have, like, a lot of friends who live out there who, like, music friends, like, who, like, are, like, established, but they have, like, there's a recording studio out there called Rancho de la Luna, where, like, the first few Queens of the Stone Age albums were recorded. And, oh, uh, right. Like, a lot, PJ Harvey, like, Arctic Monkeys all record. It's, and it's a house. Oh, my god! It's, like, the size of this studio. 
in the living room, there's just a big mixing board oh my and gosh. cables everywhere. My friend Dave lives in the house. And, you know, there's one room that's just drums and guitar, like, and it's the most magical, fun place to go ha- just hang out. Well, and, yeah, it's it's my fucking favorite so place great. in the world. You've been to the Integratron, right? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That's mind-blowing. That's... Did you do a sound bath? In yeah. There? Totally. It's really fun. We all we all did. And people had a different experience of it. And apparently I broke the golden rule of no snoring, apparently. You fell asleep? Again. <laughs> I told it's my problem. But someone nudged me, but uh yeah, I guess I was you know, they say like no snoring if you're you know because everyone else hears that yeah, shit it's really like, loud. Yeah. I was like, damn it. What's the story that it was built by some guy who it so was this then g- shut down by the government. Yeah. This guy, he never finished it. But this guy was visited by Venusians, mm-hmm. not Venetians, people from Venus, yeah. beings from Venus, who gave him the blueprints to make a time machine. Oh, it was, I didn't know it was supposed to be a time machine. It was supposed machine. to be oh, it was supposed to be a time machine and a and a life elongator. Like there was something there was something because he ha- the place where he was told to build it happened to be on like the crisscross of like three crystal rivers of ore or like something Undergr- like that underground yeah underground crystal rivers that like would you know like reverberate and all this stuff and so there was a thing where he built this thing that with magnets and if you were supposed to stand there it was supposed to regenerate all your cells and give you 60 extra years of life 60. Yeah, something too much. <laughs> um and uh but and so and then eventually like the final thing was this thing that sort of went around the outside of it and he never got enough money to sort of finish it. But yeah, that was the time machine part. But the incredible thing was that in these instructions what he ended up building when he was trying to build a time machine and all this stuff was it, like a perfect acoustic yeah. space. Yeah. Where it's a dome. It's a dome, and you can, like, you stand on one side and whisper something, and you hear it as if, I mean, you know, I've tried to do that in, like, Grand Central or, like, the Science Museum or things like that, and yeah. it's, like, it's always cool, but this was the this was the craziest amazing. one. And um, anyway, but, yeah, but the idea of this guy, like, starting this movement in the, like, I, I'm maybe, the, probably somewhere there's someone building something at the... It is weird that it's, like... Aliens. That he built that from something, something in his brain or so, like, because it's a fucking an amazing like acoustical, like you're like 30, 40 feet away from me and we, and we can be whispering like this. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds like you're right next to me yeah. whispering in my ear. It's, it's, it's so crazy. And yeah, I mean, whether he was just a, a genius and he decided to like tell this story that, you know, the aliens gave him the thing, or if he... Like some, it, it came to him and it felt like that. Or I mean, all, all it's all just a fascinating story of this guy who decided for one reason or another to build this weird structure in the middle of Joshua Tree, and it happened to be on this thing. And also, and, why did the government shut that shit down? Yeah, what, if it was just a what about crazy it made, kook. Yeah, what about it made them? Because I know a lot of places out in that desert where people are nuts and building weird shit. Oh, yeah, there's, like, weird meth labs and stuff like that all yeah, over the place. but also the government's like, those are fine. Just this, no Integratron. This guy, Noah something, he, I forget his last name. He Wiley. Has, no. <laughs> Noah something. He has 
he had, he's dead now, but he had this property out in the desert that where he was just building like weird art things, oh, like whoa. art sculptures. Oh wait, is he the guy who has like all the Buicks sort of like halfway down in the ground? No, no, this oh, is okay. a different guy. But it was again, it's like just weird shit. It's like why didn't the government come shut this shit down? Right, exactly. he's obviously nuts. Yeah, yeah. But that oh man, I was so jealous because I remember I I didn't even know about it. I mean, as with most like. I think independent movies, like you find out about it through mostly word of mouth. You know, yeah. someone's like, oh, dude, you got to see this movie. But Gillian uh, Jacobs She's so posted, great. you know, tweeted about it. I was like, oh, what's this? And I looked, I'm like, fucking Joshua Tree. And I was, I just remember being so fucking jealous. Because <laughs> I remember I took a semester off of college once and went and lived in my truck in Joshua Tree and oh, just rock God. climbed for. A month. That's out of my amazing. truck. Weren't yeah. you hot? That's the one thing. No, it was uh, it was like late winter. Like okay, it was like good. almost spring. I could imagine that. Then it's perfect. It was perfect. Spring and fall are they're amazing. Yeah. <sighs> but where did you guys stay when you were out there? Right there's outside. Not a lot of places. No, to stay. it was like right near Twenty Nine Palms in a place called like Wonder Wall or Wonder Land, Wonder something. Something like that is right near Twenty Nine Palms. Was it a hotel? <clears throat> no, we they rented these two houses. The oh, dude cool. stayed in one house, and the and the women stayed in the other one. That's awesome. And we had this this house called the Zengo House, and it was just like, just all sort of like Japanese and Chinese no like shit. designs of like you know, yeah. Here's a bonsai tree. Here's a samurai. Here's a yeah. Yeah, I can't remember all the things, but different it was very uh how how long was the shoot we were there for like maybe three and a half weeks or four weeks something like that so fucking what time of year was it was it cold it was like may no it was pretty perfect i mean it would get sort of hot during the days but it was still pretty breezy and it wasn't it wasn't like in the summertime yeah um so it was it was it was nice it was like yeah may i guess april may i was so jealous <laughs> you should have come out and hung out I would had I known I would have. Oh my god, that would have been um, amazing. With something like that, what what is casting involved, or is it something where everyone just knew each other already? No, uh, I had met Melanie a couple of times, and I had met David Crumholtz a couple of times, and Gillian a couple of times, but I didn't know Zach Knighton or Anna or um, was that it? I can't remember. Yeah, I guess so. Ned Beatty. Uh, and, and well, apparently. Uh, when I when Thomas, his son, who directed it, uh, co-directed. Oh, it, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He and I apparently like, I guess my parents were friends with with Ned and and so I like had no played with Thomas when I was a kid, but we didn't really no know shit. That. Yeah. Um. So that was pretty crazy. But yeah, they um, I think they auditioned and they you know uh and um, did you audition? I I didn't for some reason, but I think it was that it was towards the end, and they maybe they were panicked or something. We, like. we gotta fucking just fill this part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I came in toward. I think most of, or at least David and uh, Melanie were both cast when I right uh, when I read it, and so I was really excited because they were both awesome. And um, yeah, and then yeah, and it was such a weird 
story of you know it's it is a very different story it's it's nuts it's really not and david does such a good job because i like yeah it, it would have been that's such a hard thing to do is be like i hope you guys as an audience are still with me to a certain degree even though i've just asked for something crazy <laughs> but you still do kind of like feel you're like ah he he believes it that yeah. like as opposed to just like oh I'm trying to get like something get, yeah he's like no he thinks that this is gonna heal him and you you believe that he's sincere in his yeah. it's pretty magic I recommend people watching I I just always assume with independent movies that most people knew each other going into it already there yeah I mean there's a lot of that there I mean. But then this one about Alex that just came out, I only really knew a couple of them. But you come out of it, like you, you said with the movie that you did out in on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, you come out of it feeling like you've been friends for a yeah. long time. All right, let's go, to the, let's go to the tweets. Some more questions. We're almost done here. This is one of my longer uh, podcasts, Jason. All right. I was worried for a while. It's like, I, I, I <laughs> don't want to run out I'll... of stuff. Yeah. Would you accept an offer to make another season of The Class and finally see Lizzie Kaplan and you together? Uh, oh. Yes. I love Lizzie Kaplan. Me, me too. She's amazing. Um, and she got nominated for an Emmy. I know. It's so cool. She's my first and only on-screen kiss. Really? Yeah. In what? <laughs> Children's Hospital. Oh, my gosh. That is so Most funny. terrifying day of my life, <laughs> having to kiss a girl on camera. Oh. Gosh, that is I don't so know how funny. you do it. It scares the shit out of me. It can be pretty scary. Yeah. Luckily, I knew her already. That helps a lot. But it was also as yeah, yeah, I know Lizzie. Yeah. And so when we rehearsed it, and I literally was cast last minute because somebody got sick. Oh And they're man. like, "Can you be here in twenty minutes?" So I didn't know anything. Oh my gosh. And as I'm going to set, they're like, "Okay, so you and Lizzie are going to be making out." I'm like, "What?" Oh my gosh. And then they're like, "Here's Lizzie," and I'm like, "Hi." <laughs> And so when we rehearsed it, we didn't kiss in rehearsal. We did that, you know, joking around. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, all right, we're ready. Action. And I was fucking so oh, fucking nervous, dude. Yeah, it can be pretty terrifying. I, I, one of my first kisses that I had, uh, it was for, I don't know if you remember this show, um, MTV's Undressed. Yeah. It was like sort of red. They had like the circles and it was all like, it was shot weird. It was shot like a... It looked like soap opera, you know, like that sort of smooth yeah. kind of video thing. Anyway, uh, I, I had to kiss someone on that, and I was nervous enough. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I guess maybe she had had, like, a bad experience before. And there are some dudes who are like, I got a kiss today. I'm going to, like, go for it. You know, and you're like, ew, God, that's so, like. And so she had obviously had something like that, and she... She like looked at me and she pointed her finger in my face and went, "No tongue," oh. like that. And I was like, oh, "Yeah, okay, you either." I'm not. I. It was really like, and then so then you're like trying to feel comfortable and kiss someone when you're like, I'm sweating. Yeah, about this. It you're makes just me like so when they when you can tell that they're so, like as long as you're both like we're game to do this, then it's easy. But when someone's like nervous and, and like on the defense, you're like, look, how can I, how yeah, can I like, kiss this you person already almost hates me I, now. Yeah, exactly. So, but, um, yeah, it can be pretty scary, but I would love to, that would be amazing. I would never happen, but it would be amazing to get to do I, another season. I did that class. with my kiss with Lizzie, the first take just out of instinct. 
and sense memory, I just put my tongue in her mouth. Because I <laughs> wasn't even thinking. I wasn't. Right. I never thought about, oh, when I kiss somebody. It was just. And well, she very aggressively grabbed me and started making out. And so yeah. I just put my tongue in my for maybe a second. And then I was like, oh, well, oh you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, but you, I think you can like, you know, th- there are times where you can tell what's appropriate and what's not. She had obviously had something where she was kissing like closed mouth and this person had just forced a, you know, a gross tongue in her mouth. Um, but uh, no, I mean, for the most part, like that, I mean that, but that's the fear is that you do something that's natural to you and they go, ew, you weirdo. Is that, and you go, no, it's my, do you really kiss like no, that? No, it's my character. My character's a weird kisser. Cause I do the normal thing. What's the normal thing? Yeah. I had to do a scene where I touched myself in a movie and I was <sighs> terrified that people would go, ew, that's when I, you're like masturbating backwards hands and everyone's yeah. like. That's how you masturbate, dude. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just <laughs> no a character I just, that, choice. Yeah, it's just, he's a weird guy. So, uh, what a weird profession we've gone into. I know it's very strange. Kissing for uh, how do like what if you're dating somebody who's not an actress and they're like, have you ever had that where they're like, oh, you got to go kiss somebody today? I've never had that, but I've 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 seen that happen, and I actually have worked I worked with someone who. Uh, anytime I had to kiss this actress, her boyfriend would be on set like, Ugh. how's it going? Yeah. And I'd be like, dude, I'm really, That's I'm not job. trying to do anything weird. I'm just. And there's really nothing sexual about it at all with all those people around. It's yeah. terrifying. I remember thinking like, I remember thinking like when I would see people kissing in movies being like, oh my God, they probably have the biggest boner and it's so embarrassing. And (laughs) then, like, the idea of that happening is almost impossible. Yeah, then you actually do it and you're like, I don't see how people can get a boner in porno, man. It's like (laughs) so many fucking people around. All right, Derek Smith uh, and then Brad Chambers also have Drunk History-related questions. What was it like working on Drunk History and does uh, how long does it take to learn the lip syncing for Drunk History? Uh... It doesn't, it takes a little while because it's like, it's a weird thing because first you sort of have to memorize the words and then you have to memorize the timing, the timing and like the rhythms of it. And, and like, it's really tough because some of the funniest stuff on the show is, is this, is the time where the rhythm is the most complicated. One of the funniest ones I saw was where you were, was it hiccuping or sneezing? Oh, like sneeze. Well, there's two. There's a, there's, I did one on the internet, which was hiccuping with Jen Kirkman. And then Mark Agliardi uh, sneezed during the Ku Klux Klan story. That's the best. That is, that was so much fun. But like a lot of those things where you like sort of, one of the things that's so important about the show is like that that the timing works and that yeah. it looks like the characters are really saying that and so um yeah so it it takes a little while but then once you get it it's so much fun and they it nailed that show man yeah oh i my remember gosh, it's getting better and better too i've known derek for forever and i remember him telling me the uh concept the concept he's like i want to do this thing before it was even on the internet, and him telling me, I'm like, that sounds funny, but I don't know how you're you gonna, gonna do pull, that. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I hope you're ready for this thing to just live on the internet because there's no way a network will pay to let you to get someone people... blackout drunk. That's dangerous, right? And then he did the one with the first one with Michael Sarah, and I was like, oh Uh-oh. my fucking god, this yeah. is brilliant. Well, that was one of the things, like, you know. 
Jeremy is so amazing because for a long time in that period of time, he would be going to comedy shows and like like I <clears throat> Jake Johnson and Eric Edelstein had a show called This Is My Friend and it was really funny. Yeah. And Jeremy was like, Let's make a pilot of it. And 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 we made a pilot of it and it, it like went to the independent television festival in Los Angeles, which I didn't even know existed yeah. and won an audience award and like helped get representation for whoever I can't remember who didn't at that time, but um but Jeremy's the kind of guy who, like, you go around, you're, like, hanging out, and you're like, you know what would be funny? This. And then it ends there. And Jeremy's the guy who's Follows like, I rented him. a camera. Let's do it. How about Monday? Can you do it on Monday? No. Tuesday. Like, he just will. It's And, and he's so, he has such a good yeah. eye. And, like, yeah. you know, it, it, it was so, so cool good. to see Derek and Jeremy just, like, be like, here's how we can do this and have it look beautiful and, yeah. you know. It's awesome. Did you know Eric uh, for a long time? Because you did a movie with him. Yeah. Good Dick? Yeah, Good Dick, yeah. Very funny, too, by the way. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I know He's all those amazing. guys He's through, such a good dude. through Derek. Uh, Jake and uh, Jeremy and Eric. Oh, yeah. Eric is one of the greatest men on this planet, as far He's as so I can so fucking tell. nice. He's the nicest guy. He's I, so nice, it's almost suspicious. Yeah, I know, it's true. But I have never seen a, a, a crack. In the facade, all of them. Jake's great too. I do. Oh, yeah. I have a recurring part on New Girl, so I get to oh, awesome. I get to work with Jake every once in a while. But he's so great. He's so funny. Those guys are awesome. Um, let's see another tweet. Are you apparently related to that famous kid Noah Ritter from Wilkes Wilkesbare, North Carolina? <laughs> No, I, I'm have not. Have you heard this before? Do you know? Yeah, it's that. Have you seen that video? It's the kid who's like, well, apparently I've never been on the news before, but apparently, or like, I've never been on live television before. No. But apparently, because it, it's it's a, I can't, I don't know how old he is, but it's a really cute video of this. Uh, they're at like a fair, and they're like, "What do you think of the ride?" And he's like, "Well, apparently the ride was really scary, and I and like <laughs> apparently I don't really watch the news because my grandpa takes the remote and we watch Powerball." But apparently, <laughs> and it, like he keeps on saying apparently, and it's it's really cute. And he's like, "I was scared half to death." And I gotta see this. It's really funny. And at the end of the video, he says his name is Noah Ritter. I am related to a Noah Ritter, but not that one. Holy shit, man. A lot of Ritters. Are you related to Kristen? No. Oh, really? And I'm not related to Josh Ritter, who's a musician, or Tyson Ritter, who's a magician. M musician, not a magician. Maybe There's he's a, a lot magician. of entertainment Ritters, huh? There are. There's a handful. By the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't say your your father is the number one reason why I do what I do today. Oh, man. It is... He's my biggest comedy idol. Oh I remember God. watching Three's Company is easily the first thing I remember ever watching as a kid. My parents were so into it. I didn't understand half the jokes. But <laughs> I thought he was so fucking funny. Oh, man. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Your father and George Carlin. Oh, Hands my down, God. my two favorites. That's amazing. I also. Well, I love George Carlin. I learned the I learned some pretty bad words from George Carlin. Yeah, I had, I had a friend who like showed me him, and I went home and I was like, "Mom, what's a <laughs> slap? Don't yeah. say that shit." Yeah, I were the the night I met you. I think at uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. The that's the first thing I wanted to say, but I was like, 
I would be such a fucking idiot if I was gushing <laughs> about this. No. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, what has been your favorite episode of Gravity Falls? Oh, man. Um, my favorite episode of Gravity Falls, it might be, I think it might be uh, one called Little Dipper where uh, we we get there's like a ray that grows us and shrinks us yeah. and we we become yeah. tiny because yeah. also one of my favorite characters in it is this villain villain named Lil Gideon who like is this you know little 12 year old kid who's just a total sociopath but yeah, ha- yeah, has yeah. this little sweet voice like this yes. and it's he's in it and he's really funny is it, it Disney it's Disney yeah and they get away with some pretty amazing stuff Disney's getting a little uh that uh, that brings us to the next question. Uh, does being a voice on Disney restrict you from doing anything like uh, Doug Benson's show? Have you done Doug Benson's podcast, the uh, Getting Doug with High? Oh no, I never have. I never. Is that is, do people just get high and and go on the? Yeah, I guess because it's legal in California. He just oh yeah, has right. guests on, and I've done it once, and you just that is so. Yeah, I probably there. Yeah, I I have to be. I even try to tone down any swearing that I do. There's like a part of me because I, I yeah. love Gravity Falls so yeah. much, and so there's a part of me that's like, I, I want to like protect that. Uh, that every thing. now and then, I don't want to get in trouble by that. Every now and then, I'll go in and audition for like shows on like Nickelodeon. Yeah, and I'll go in and it'll be fine. And as I'm leaving, I'm like, I bet if they just Google searched me right now, they would be like. Oh Jesus Christ! We can't have this guy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when I was growing up, you know, there were you, you. There was less of sort. Of, you know, I would watch a cartoon and be like, "Oh, those those are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things." I wouldn't be able to like follow them on Twitter and be like, "Whoa, this guy's like smoking a cigarette or yeah, something like no that." Yeah, there was no internet. Yeah, you, like... it, the there was like a line sort of between personal and private life, and now there's not, you know it's all sort of one thing. So I yeah I get I get a little paranoid about that. <laughs> Um, could you tell us about your movie Seven Minutes? Yeah, it's uh, it's like um, it was so fun. It was it's like a heist movie where it, oh, the three awesome. of us guys are going in, and we're gonna do this heist in seven minutes. And so the way the the way the movie is structured is you see the first minute where we like go in and get tell everyone to get down on the ground, and then it flashes back to two weeks ago before we even. You know, like the event, like the event, a lot of flashbacks and forth. So, and then you see the second minute, and by the third minute, you realize things aren't going necessarily yeah, yeah. as planned. And then you, so as the more you cut back to how they all got there, you're like, oh, guys, don't awesome. do it, don't do it. But you know, and so, but you still don't know how it, yeah. how it's gonna pan out and who's gonna make it out. So you're still like hoping that you yeah. go back. So it's, I don't know, I actually haven't seen it yet, but it was when a is lot that of fun gonna, to shoot. Do you have a? Is there a date for that? Not, I think it just got into. It's just starting Festivals. the festival circuit, so it just got into an, a festival in Austin, I think. So I'm gonna try Sweet. to go to see it there, and uh, yeah, it's. I'm excited about it. It was really fun. I love shit like that. I, I highly also. I I was telling you when we first got here that I just started watching the event, like literally an hour before I was supposed to leave to come here, <laughs> and with you know with the thought of uh, I'll watch a little bit of it so, just so I get a feel and then we can talk about it when I get get to the podcast and I just couldn't stop watching it because it kept jumping back to something oh, else yeah. and I'd be like oh well, shit what's this now who 
fuck is this person? <laughs> yeah. And the, oh my god, the pilot is fucking amazing, and I'm I can't wait to watch the rest. So it, I, it suggest... gets pretty addictive, and it's a limited number, so you get through it fast. Yeah, that's a shame, man. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like steady work, is there? No. Well, and that's the thing, like you know, yeah. There have been so many. There have been like. <sighs> You just, you, I can't tell what is going to, you know, every time pilot season rolls around, I'm like, Ugh. well, certainly not that one. And then that one's picked up and, and then I'm like, oh, this brilliant one, that'll be the one to, and then that one sort of gets. It's the most it's, unstable. I don't, I, I just, I've like come to realize I have no understanding of how those decisions are made of which shows go and which shows they I'm in an want. age, I was talking to, I think it was Tim Heidecker, where we were both thing. like, we're in our 40s now. And I was like, I met I'm at the beyond point where I can't go back and find a new career. <laughs> like, right, right. I'm like, I'm like, I can't go back to college. I'm so tied into this shitty up and down. Like, like last year I did three pilots. This year, nothing. Right. I did one last year that was so fucking funny and like everyone working on it and there was so much buzz about it. Because, you know, like a yeah. network has to do like... 15 to 20 pilots a year. Right. And maybe three of them get picked up. Right, which is so crazy. But there's always like a couple that have a huge buzz. Yeah. That don't always go, but there's always those like three that are yeah. like, they're putting all their money into this one. I it, I was on one of those. It was a Craig Robinson pilot. And <sighs> everyone was just like, oh, this is, the this one. is it. This is yeah. going. And it was so fucking funny. It was the best time. And then uh, Upfronts came and they just never mentioned it. They didn't drop it. They didn't pick it up. They just never said a word about it. It's like it didn't happen. And then, like, they just <sighs> extended the option for a year. And so everyone's just like, I don't know what So you to couldn't do. audition for other things? I could. Oh, I was okay. hired, and I hate this part of the business, too. I was hired as uh, a guest star oh, with I the see. stipulation if it got picked up, I'd be, could... I'd be a regular. Okay, Because there's no way my character couldn't have been in every episode. <laughs> right. And I was like, cool, I can still audition. And then a year later, it was like the the deadline. They picked it up and fired everybody and just recast it. Oh, Writers, my gosh. producers, everyone out. And uh, I I think they're making it right now, but I was so fucking devastated. That is, that's awful. Yeah, I've heard about things like that. I talked to this actor who got his, his – he found out that his pilot got picked up. He's like – we're going out to celebrate. He had like two hours of hard drinking with his friends, and then he got another call that was not you're, so fast. You're being yeah, it was. It was. And luckily, it was him and another actor, so it wasn't just him. Like I think that softens the blow a little yeah. bit. But still, this weird thing of of like, it, you, it's impossible not to take it personally, even though for sure. the most part yeah. they'd be like, well, we don't want a guy with that color hair." You yeah. know, what I mean, it could be like something so random, but oh, it, he was. He was still in the middle of feeling it pretty Matt, hard. Matt, uh, Matt's girlfriend Amanda Lund was in oh, yeah. the pilot with me. She oh, also also it was, was that fired. was the one. Yeah. Oh man. It was so much. Steve Little from Eastbound and Down. Oh man. Gene Smart. It was the best cast. They just. Uh, and it was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I they don't get think. It. I don't I, know their reasoning to get to where they go. Me neither. I don't get it either. Whatever. It beats digging ditches <laughs> when I do work. Um, 
Are chickens solar powered? I mean, they nod off as soon as it gets dark. I don't know what that means. Is that a reference to something you've done? I I, I think maybe it's just a sincere question. Yes, chickens are solar powered. I agree. So is all life, all life on Earth. I agree. All right, that's all. I mean, that's all the questions we got. I'll end it here because we've been going almost two hours. Nice. I usually go an hour and have a hard time getting an hour. <laughs> so good job. Um, right. Do you have anything you want to plug coming up? Um, um, uh, I mean, the the new season of Gravity Falls yeah. is out and starting, and uh, about Alex, the about movie Alex. I did with Aubrey is is out uh, but I think I said Max Greenfield's in that as well Max right? Greenfield who's so funny and that guy's fucking hilarious he is so funny he would now, between the two of like Aubrey I kept on having to suss out and Max was the opposite where I kept on thinking he was on my side and then I'd realize he was like really screwing with me Yeah, and I did, had no idea He's mo- he's the guy I have most of my scenes with on New Girl. He's, he's so, so great. Goddamn, I can't keep a straight face. I can't either. He's so fast, but huge like huge character choices. Like oh yeah yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're at at Jason Ritter on Twitter. Yep. At Jason underscore Ritter on Instagram. I yep. I highly suggest checking out Jason's Instagram. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. And Vine is at Jason Ritter. Ah uh, yeah. And uh, I think that's it. Dude, thank you so much for doing this and coming in on a Saturday. Absolutely. And um, we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you. All right. That's it. Thank you for listening, you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, big thanks to Jason Ritter. What a great guy. Am I right? Of course I am. I'm always right. Um, look, if you're going to go uh, buy stuff on Amazon.com, there's a link on my Feral Audio page. You can use that link to go there. Do your normal shopping. Say you want to buy some stuff that, that Jason's in after listening to this episode. You want to buy the event? You can buy that on Amazon. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. He's in that. Uh, by the way, a little trivia. The Jason in Freddy versus Jason isn't Jason Ritter. It's Jason Voorhees. Um, it's not... Freddy Krueger versus versus Jason Ritter. (laughs) Although I would pay great money to see that. Uh, You can click that link and go buy stuff on Amazon. Get it at the same price. We get a very, very tiny, small kickback for that at no extra cost to you. And uh, we can use that uh, at Feral, you know, or for myself to buy microphones and recording equipment or pay for gas to get to the studio to record this stuff. Um, Every little bit helps. Uh, You don't have to do it. I still appreciate your listenership either way. And um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening, you guys. Have a great day. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 